Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Whether you have received the word of God or not, if you have an understanding. If you don't have an understanding, you don't, you don't, you don't have faith. Okay. So that's why in, in, in Proverbs, it says wisdom is the principal thing and all that wisdom, which is the word of God too. It wisdom is the principal thing and all that getting, get understanding. So when you come to church, you should not come to church to try to look pretty or cute or to try to, or to be entertained. You should come to church with the mindset, the word of God is coming forth. I need to get understanding. I need to understand what I'm hearing. Because if I don't understand what I'm hearing, I, I don't have faith. All right? And then if I don't have faith, then Hebrews eleven six 6 kicks in. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, we're not talking about love, okay? Everybody want to throw that love stuff. All right? We're not talking about love. All right? God so loved the world. God, love has already been established in him. God already loved us. How do we know God loves us? He gave Jesus to die for us. That's the highest demonstration of, of love. As Jesus said, how, the highest demonstration of love when you lay your life down for your brother. All right, so God already did that. So love is already established. He loves you. Okay, you can't do anything about it. It's already established. But now we're talking about pleasing God. And why do we want to please God? Because there are some things that God has for us that he has given to us. And the only way we'll be able to receive it is by faith. Because the things that God has for us is in the realm of the spirit. When we use our faith to please him, it comes out of the realm of the spirit into the natural realm which we call blessings, okay? So we have to, and we, we, we want to please God because what? Faith worketh by love. So why do we want to please God? Because we love him. When you love somebody, I'm 32 years of my marriage, I wanted to please that woman, why? Because I loved her. We were talking about the other day, I was talking to the kids the other day, I said, you know what, there's a lot of times I wanted to say no to your mama, but I couldn't do it. Why? Because I wanted to please, because I love them. When you love somebody, you want to please them. Okay? Because faith worketh by love. So, because we love God for what he has done for us, to, for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and we're born again now, so the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. We have this love for God. How can you tell if you're born again? Because you love Jesus. 
So if somebody comes around you talk, when somebody comes around you and start talking about Jesus, you should light up and get excited and start conversating. But if you ain't doing that, you're probably not born again. That ain't going too well, did it? I mean, straight up. <laughs> or maybe you just mentally assented Jesus. But when somebody comes around, you're born again, somebody talking about Jesus, man, you're like, oh, yeah, you start like, yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. And that, that, that why, because you love him. All right. But if you don't have that love for him, it's probably 99.9%. You ain't born again. Hush in this Methodist church, isn't it? <laughs> All right. And we've got to keep it real. All right, because faith is the only thing that pleases him. And the reason why I want to please him, because I love him. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so if you're genuinely born again of the spirit of living God, you will love God. Go to Mark 11, 22 and 23. So we talked about faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And also it says, uh, Hebrews eleven six 6, with that scripture, without faith is impossible to please him. So you have to believe that he is. You have to believe that God exists. If you don't believe God exists, you ain't going to have faith. Because what are you believing in? If you don't believe that God exists, you don't have faith in God, Having faith in God, I believe that he exists. And then Hebrews 11 says, not only I believe that he is, but that he is a rewarder of them. So since I believe that he exists, then I'm going to diligently seek after him. So if you say you're a Christian and you're not seeking after him, you don't believe that he exists. And if you don't believe that he exists, you don't have faith and you're not born again. It's plain and simple. All right. Now, it's not for you and I to judge other people's walk. It's to, what did Paul say in Corinthians? Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Okay, so yeah, so he says you believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay, so how do we do that? Jesus answered, said unto him, "Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Don't have. We, he didn't say have faith in prayer. He didn't say have faith in your parents. He didn't say have faith in your siblings. He didn't say have faith in your best friend. He didn't say have faith in fasting. He didn't say have faith in giving." Have faith in because you could do you could have faith in all those things and don't have faith in God. He said, have faith in God. Jesus 
answered and said, and have faith in God. 23. But verily I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. So Jesus saying here, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. Because remember, there are four kinds of faith. There's God faith, phobic faith, natural faith, and delusional faith. So you will operate in one of these types of, of these four faiths. Okay? So he says, have faith in God. Romans 12 and 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me, Paul speaking, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man, in this context, he's saying every man, he's talking to uh, the saints at Rome, he's talking to Christians, to every man. So you can read it like this. This is not changing scripture. It says, according as God has dealt to every believer the measure of faith. So when you became born again, when I became born again, all of us became born, and we all got the same measure of faith, measure or a portion. I didn't get more faith than you did. Minister Nicholas didn't get less faith than you did. We all got the same measure. Now, what you do with that measure will be based on if you're operating in one of these four kinds of faith. So we all have the same measure. One don't have more than the other or less than the other. We all get the, we all, it says dealt, it's like you're playing cards. You, everybody's dealt the same amount of cards. Now how you play, it's gonna be based on whether you operate in these four kinds of faith. So these four kinds of faith is God faith, phobic faith, natural faith, and delusional faith. Let's start with God faith. God faith. This is the faith that we all should be operating in. God faith. God faith is believe truth. Believe truth. Believe truth words. This is the God kind of faith. We believe truth. We believe truth words. Your faith is the connector for what Jesus has provided. I'll say it again. Your faith is the connector for what Jesus has provided. So the God kind of faith is believe truth. The God kind of faith is not believe religion <laughs> because there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of religion that doesn't have the God kind of faith in it. So the God kind of faith is to believe truth. And what is truth? Jesus said, we just learned this on Thursday night in our grace teaching. Jesus said, I'm the way, 
I'm the truth and I'm the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So if you are you a Christian and you got a problem with Jesus, ooh, something's wrong. You got a problem with Jesus. Now, I ain't talking about, like I told Thursday night, I ain't talking about the white Jesus. I ain't talking about the white Jesus. That's religion. Ain't talking, I'm talking about the, the Jesus of the Bible, of the word of God. The Jesus with, who sent the Holy Spirit that should be dwelling inside of you. Talk about that Jesus. Because so Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. So we can, we can say it like this and not change the scripture because the word of God says that Jesus is the word, all right? So we can say that the word is the truth, the life, and the life. No man can come to the Father unless they come by the word. This is the God kind of faith. No man can come to the Father unless they come by the word. Why? Because the word is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So believe truth, believe the word, or believe truth words, what come from the word. Why is that? Because my God kind of faith, or my faith that I have in God, is the connector for what Jesus has provided. So what Jesus has provided for me my faith in God, my faith or my believing in truth from the word of God will connect me for what Jesus has provided me. So this here lines up with Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you must believe that the word is all right, and then you must diligently seek the word because the word will reward you. That's faith. That's a God kind of faith. So that's why we emphasize the word so much. Be into the word, hear the word. And while you're seeking the word, what are you, what are you seeking the word for? To get what? understanding. Because once you get understanding, it will connect you to what God, what Jesus has provided for you. So just don't seek the word without understanding. <laughs> if you have to stay on a scripture for all week and say, oh, God, Lord, I want understanding of this. So be it. You just because he will reward you. Because now you have the God, you believe the truth of God's word will connect you to the promises of God. So the God kind of faith also, God faith must say something, and God faith must do something. That's what in Mark 11, 22. Jesus said, you speak to that mountain, believe. don't doubt in your heart, you believe, you can tell that mountain to be removed. So the God kind of faith, once you get to understand, must say something. With the God kind of faith, you have to say something. You cannot say, oh, I just got faith, and you don't say nothing, or you don't do nothing. You got to say something. 
faith, faith speaks. All right. What is the voice of faith? Praise. Praise is the voice of faith. So whenever you're going through something and you got faith, you got the word, you've been dealing with secret, you got understanding when you're going through something, you give them praise. Because faith always must say something and do something. If you're not saying anything, you're not doing anything, you don't have faith. Don't, let's, I know some of y'all have been wild when you got born again, but let's go, let's go. People go back. <laughs> So you guys, remember when you had to say something? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. You had to say something. You had to do something. And then faith was released and you became born again. That same principle works on every promise of God. It's not just only for salvation, but every promise. So when it comes to healing, you have to say something and you have to do something. If you're not saying anything and not doing anything, you ain't gonna get no healing. Or prosperity or deliverance or whatever. That's the God kind of faith. So God faith must say something. God faith, faith must do something. All right. All right, that's the God kind of faith. That's the kind of faith that we all should be operating in. And if you haven't, if you haven't been operating in that, repent, admit it and quit it, and let's start doing it. Let's start diligently seeking his word. You have to. You have oh. <laughs> You still got half life? I thought you don't need what, 60 something? 67? I'm sorry, I'll talk to Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Yeah. yeah I, remember, I, mean, I remember when my wife got on with half life. Woo, that was a day of celebration. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> Ooh, that's all part of relationship. See, yeah, that's all part of the relationship when you're married. See, see you young people, y'all need to learn this stuff. Because marriage is not all about I love you, I love you. Anybody <laughs> know I love you, I love you? Somebody got to get up and get a job. Somebody got to clean the house. Somebody got to fix some vittles. You can't do all that on love. <laughs> Amen. So you need some God kind of faith, all right, in that re have a relationship, all right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I say, hot flashes in the name of Jesus, be thy removed. <laughs> you gotta say so. And I'm telling my, my wife, she literally she did that. She did that. And them hot flashes, they let she. You know, I didn't know she went to that. You going to tell you, when you do that? I did that years ago, she said. I spoke, I said, praise God. He is good. <laughs> God is good. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, did y'all get the God kind of face? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we'll probably come back to this as, as this series, but we're going to go to the next. So let's go to phobic faith. I think I have, I, I got scriptures after that, right? Okay. Phobic faith. What is phobic faith? Phobic faith is believe fear. And we get that word phobia, you know, people have different types of phobia, claustrophobia, necrophobia. What's necrophobia? Got a fear of dead folks. It's necrophobia. Yeah. That's, that's, why, that's why some Christians can't go to the funeral home. They, they can't see the body. Why? Because they're in, they in phobic faith. Yeah. Some uh, arachnophobia, a spider and stuff, they just freak out. Okay, why are you freaking out over the same? You got the God kind of faith. Why? Because they have a phobic faith. They have, look at that, they believe fear. They believe, and this is the essence of it. This is the essence of it. They are going, the reason why they're afraid they can't fly on airplanes. They, they don't want to see no dead bodies. They don't want to see no spider because they believe that they're going to die. That's, that's the whole essence. Keep your finger. I don't have this, so, but I got to read it. To. Hebrews chapter 2. We're we getting understanding. Because why, as we believers and Christians, we running that running around with all these phobias. Where the word says, Great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So why we got all these phobias? Because we operating in phobic faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Phobic faith comes by hearing, by hearing phobic faith. Fear. <laughs> hearing the fear of the world. Now look at look at Hebrews chapter two, if you did. Don't worry about getting those I'll just give it. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. I tell you, when I read these scriptures years ago, it, man, it set me free, a lot of stuff. It says, For much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he, he being Jesus, also himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. And he tells us here who has the power of death, not God. That is the devil. So he used the power of death to destroy the devil on for our sake. Why? Verse 18. And delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So they have a fear of death. So the reason why you don't get on that airplane is not because you don't think the airplane is mechanically sound. You think and believe, I'm a death. The reason why you have fear of that dead body, whatever, because if you think, if you look at, if I look at, I'm going to die. The reason why you have fear of the spiders and all that is because if that thing stick me or bite me, I'm going to die. Before you can really operate in faith unto God, you got to deal with death. You got to deal with death. 
you gotta have <laughs> death. Let me tell you something. Death is the is gonna be the easiest thing you ever have to do. Yeah. That's the easiest thing, that's the easiest thing we ever had to do. So we gotta deal with this death. We gotta get rid of the fear of death because the fear of death, it is the underlying thing to our phobic faith. Because I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Well, the, the greatly thing that you fear gonna come on you. So we gotta deal with phobic faith. So phobic faith is believe fear, believe phobia or fear words. So you, we, you need to get away from people who speak in fear words, death words. Get away from them. Because just like the scripture says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So then phobic faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of fear. So you got to deal with that spirit of fear. And, and, and Timothy says, in Timothy he says, God has not given the spirit of fear. So fear is not from God. So why are you entertaining something that is not of God? Fear is not, it's a spirit. We have authority over spirits. I did a whole teaching about the spirit of fear. How we tell, we tell fear or uh, death when to come to us through fear. So we take authority over fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us love, power, and a sound mind. So we should not entertain fear. Fear is a crippler. Fear will paralyze you into the things of God. Fear is, fear is associated with religion. Whenever you, if you're around a religious person, a religious setting, you can guarantee fears in the midst. Because fear will paralyze you. Fear, just like on Thursday night at tough, fear will cause you not to be able to respond to God. You would not be able to respond to God. So this, this is a type of faith. Phobic, fear. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid to do that. I'm afraid to do this. I like what Joyce Myers, she taught a year, years ago on fear. She said, do it afraid. Just do it afraid. If you get that fear, you know, and you can, you, can, you can sense that spirit of fear when it comes on you because you know, it's like you get a, like a tightening in your neck and like you feel like, oh, it's like something going like, and up with fear. The spirit of fear is rising up. It's, called, it, it, it's a phobia, it's a phobia, it's a phobic faith. It's a, it, is a, it is a demonic faith walk. Because you're not believing in God word, you're believing in some other words or what you have heard that's causing that fear for you to operate in fear. So you cannot tell me that you cannot operate in God's kind of faith because you operate in phobic faith. Yeah. 
<laughs> you hearing something, you believe in it, and you either saying it or you doing it. So that's four week faith. And we got we have we 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 have we have to deal with that. Go to First Corinthians two and fourteen. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 reads, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Go to second Corinthians four and 18. While we, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That the next faith we're gonna get into is natural faith. Now, <laughs> we got God kind of faith, we got phobic faith, we got natural faith, we got delusional faith. Out of these four types of faith, God kind of faith, we can do. Okay, phobic faith, we can, we can take authority over. Delusional faith, we can do that. But this natural faith, Ooh, it's rough. Why is that? Because natural faith believes facts. And we live in a society that has taught us we believe facts. If it's not factual, we don't believe it. We don't receive it. So natural faith is believe facts. It believes sense-based or factual words. That's natural faith. Now, let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2.14. Natural faith, it says here, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Now, let me qualify something. Paul here, he's not talking about the believer. What do, how do Paul put it when it comes to a believer who doesn't believe the things of God or struggling with the things of God? Paul calls that in Romans chapter eight, carnal-minded. When it comes to the belief, it's because if you are a natural person, you're not saved. But if you're a believer, we can be carnal-minded. He talked about Romans chapter 8 about carnal-minded Christian. A carnal, so, so what's a carnal-minded Christian? A carnal-minded Christian is not being led by their spirit. They've been led by their soulish realm and their flesh. That's why Paul said they are carnal. That word carnal comes from the Greek word karnak, when we get meat. And I don't know if you young kids don't know this, but he said all in the family. Uh, you see, y'all know. Well, we know about all the family, Colonel O'Connor, Archie Bunker. And he used to call his son-in-law meathead. That's what, that's what that karnak means in the Greek. That means you're fleshy. 
You're carnal-minded. You're not spiritually, you're not focusing on spiritual things. You're focused on carnal things. You look at things, you perceive things through the flesh instead of through the spirit. And that's a dangerous position for a Christian to be in. Because the word of God says in Romans chapter 8, a carnal mind cannot receive anything from God. And also say a carnal-minded Christian becomes an enemy to God. So you don't want to get that in that state as a Christian. You don't want to be carnal. That's why you want, you want to stay with the word, be led of the spirit. Because if you, get, if you get carnal and you say that you love Jesus and you become carnal-minded, you become an enemy to God. Enemies don't hang, hang out with each other. Enemies fight each other. Or they on the guard, just in case you might try to come their way, they're ready to defend you. So a Christian who's in that state, that's why we see so-called Christians, people say they're Christians, that they don't come to church. Why? Because they carnal minded. Coming to church, if I come to church and I'm through my carnal mind, I'm an enemy towards God. Because if I come to church, God might ask me to do something and I'm going to fight against him because he's my enemy. That's why we see certain Christians act the way they do. And, and we ask them, like, you love God? Why, why are you not? Because you, they, they, could be, they could be born again, but because they never renew their minds with the word of God, they are carnal-minded. They just react out of the soulish realm instead of the spirit. So when it comes to the things of God, they can say, yeah, hallelujah, day, but to commune with God, I ain't doing it because he's my enemy. Because I know if I commune with God and I hang out with God, God going to ask me to do something. <laughs> so since I'm carnal-minded, we are, the carnal minds, the scripture said, is an enemy. See, y'all don't. Let's Ah, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Go to Romans 8. Let me show y'all. Oh, y'all think this, this is true. This is not Pastor Holloway. This is true. Romans chapter 8. We'll get back to the natural man. Yeah, I got to hurry this up. I got to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> see that? See right there? See that? We caught him. See how quick that can come? I mean, see, I'm your pastor. How quick that carnal of mine can come to you? That was, that was soulish rim. That was thinking about celebrating, enjoying myself because of stuff. I'm resisting. <laughs> that quick, I became an enemy to God. See, y'all don't want to work with me. This is, this is how quick this stuff can happen. I'll go back to Romans. I just lost it. Romans chapter 8. Because Apostle Paul talks about this. He's dealing with this. In Romans chapter 8, chapter 8, because he picks up in Romans chapter 7, you know, just a paraphrase, Paul says, hey, when I want to do good, I do wrong. Hey, I'm, I'm, I know Jesus. I love Jesus. 
But when I want to do good, I find out I'm doing wrong. So he said, what is it? Something's warring in my members. He said, I see there's another law working in my mind. This is Apostle Paul. Which is a carnal mind. That is what a Christian has to be aware of so they don't get into carnality. And how you can, the, the manifestation of carnality is you throwing a fit. <laughs> Offense is one of the greatest access to a carnal minded Christian. They get offended. Why are they offended? Because in their carnal mind, they are enemy to God. They don't want to do what God says. So Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about that. You, you can read that. He says, uh, he talks about that. He says, law and in his mind. Then he picks up Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, let's go down to verse 6. He says, for to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, now look at it. He ain't talking about your spirit. He's talking about your soulless realm. Your spirit of your threefold nature is the only part that knows God. Your soulless realm and your flesh don't know God. That's why we got to renew the soulless realm and mortify the flesh. You're going to have to do, not me, not the Holy Ghost. You have to do it. He has commissioned you to do that. Once Jesus comes into your spirit, the Holy Spirit is sealed until the day of redemption. He's in your spirit. Now your soul is around your flesh. You have to do it. If you want to walk into God kind of faith. So he says here, look at this. Are y'all okay? He says, but the carnal mind, verse 7, is enmity or enemy against God. For it is not subject to the word or the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So if they're in the flesh, what does that tell us? They're not in faith. The faith is the only thing that pleases God. All right? So that's the state of a Christian. A Christian cannot be a natural-minded person. A Christian can operate in natural faith because that's what the world operates in. And if you're operating in natural faith, that means that you've been uh, hanging out with the world. That's the only way natural faith will come, come from the world. So you can operate in natural faith, but a lot of Christians, the reason why they may go in that direction, because first they started off having a carnal mind. They become enemy towards God. All right? So a natural, now to go back to uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14. But the natural man, this is the sinner man, 
A natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. See, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I need for you to understand it. You can be a believer, you can be born again and carnal minded. What's that? You're carnal, you're fleshy, right? Because you're wrestling. You know that there is a God. You know that I, I, I'm supposed to be serving Him. I'm probably doing this. I, 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 at one time, I could have been doing it, but now because I got carnal minded now, I'm not doing it. So you are wrestling with that carnal mind. Okay? Because you know deep down in your spirit, even though you wrestle with that carnal mind, you know, right? but then all of a sudden something pops out of you, you start, you start quoting scripture. <laughs> you start saying, yeah, I know, I know I probably don't. But, but then you, re, you go back because you, that carnal minded, where you're missing it at, you haven't renewed your carnal mind and caused your carnal mind to line up. Is that right, Deacon? Line up, Deacon. Demonstration of carnal mind. <laughs> Deacon was teaching about lining up, lining up. You get your carnal mind to line up with the spirit. And how you get your carnal mind to line up with the spirit of things God, you got to renew it. If you don't renew it, you're going to stay carnal mind. You'll, have, you'll constantly have this wrestling with God. Okay? But the natural man is a sinner. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness. Because the natural deals with facts. If I can't see it, smell it, taste it, touch it, feel it, I don't believe it. It's a natural man. But a Christian can operate in this natural faith. Where you see Christians, if I don't see it, smell it, hear it, taste and touch, I don't believe. So why are they operating like that? It's because they don't know who they are. They are, they are, they have, they have not separated themselves from the world. They are what they call, they, they, they straddling the fence. So a natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. See, a carnal-minded Christian, get the mind renewed, they can get back knowing God. Natural man, look at this. Foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Why is that? Because they are, the things of God are spiritually discerned. And the only way you get spiritual discernment, you got to be born again. The world cannot spiritually discern the things we do in the kingdom. Why? Because they're natural. You can be a carnal-minded Christian, get your mind renewed, and then you can start spiritually discerning sometimes. A natural man cannot. So that's why the world, the only thing that the world can understand of the things of the kingdom of God is when we love one another. 
Because that's what the world is crying out for, is love. So when they see us loving one another as Christ loved us, then that will start the Holy Spirit to start going, drawing them to the thing of God. And once they get born again, now they can spiritually discern. They can't spiritually discern because they're natural. And you as, and that's, and that's why I said out of these four kinds of faith, this, this natural faith is the hardest to deal with because we live in a society, it is fact-based. And you got to be on God when it comes to that. Believe facts. Believe factual words. All right. I'm gonna pick on delusional faith next week. How's that? I got a birthday celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. I'm calling about. I'll, I'll, I'll renew later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 you know what y'all both do, right? Y'all both love me. You both love me. All right. <laughs> That's how they know. <laughs> you are his disciples and you love one another. No, but no, I I got so much I had to put on the delusion that we don't have enough time. So I'll pick back up next week, continue on the four kinds of faith. Y'all get anything out of this today? These four kinds of faith is working at all times. <laughs> But we supposed to be working in the God kind of faith at all times. But in this teaching, we're gonna we're gonna learn how when those different types of faith comes our way, how to deal with it. How to deal with phobic faith, natural faith, and delusional faith. We operate in the God kind of faith. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his word and his anointing. Let's stand to our feet. Y'all can be seated. <laughs> I, I didn't know this was done. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm thankful for the Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free 
Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at CecilHolloway at Yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed.